You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, folks. I'm Ty Bo, <laughs> here with Ty Bob and Sean. It's The Bob and Bo Show. Where's Sean's name in that? Nobody fucking knows. He's trying to make himself a new logo with his own face on it so that he can no. interject into the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just updating the curve. Learn your fucking place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. Listen, this week we've got the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. We finally have a game. We go up against Duval, the Jacksonville Jaguar. That's got to be the dumbest. That's got to be the dumbest. Fucking Jaguars, man. Um, interesting. Before we get too far into the show, it was, it was interesting. I saw it uh, earlier today. Uh, it was a post, or uh, it was one of uh, Trevor Lawrence's press conferences. He said that there is no way that Arrowhead could be as loud as um, was that uh, whatever their stadiums called. Uh, <laughs> Nobody years, fucking knows. Double A stadium, whatever it is, nobody really cares. Uh, it's it's for it's forty two thousand people, and like you've got a pool there. You think just because it was a little loud because you guys had one really cool game and you came back, it's really only forty two thousand. Forty two thousand people. That's sir. Terrible. This is this is we literally double that thousand like... stadium. <laughs> this is nearly ninety thousand or more with standing room. Watch your mouth. This is uh, this is all over social media right now. And if the <laughs> chief social media team was any good at its job, um, they'd get that film, put it up on the the big screen before the game and everything. Like it's just just fuel it for us, man. It's gonna be loud in there. It's gonna maybe you know don't fuel the loudest stadium in the world right before you're gonna go in and get your cake smacked. Might be, might not be the smartest decision, Trevor. But you know, you're all hopped up on Waffle House, so who knows? Um, this week, Tybo, I don't even remember what we've got going on. Let's just break it right down, real quick, into your top five. <laughs> so, um, I will be going to the game this Saturday. I will be. Drinking beer, shotgunning beer as usual. And I'm bringing you my top five tailgate beers. I don't have an honorable mention because this list is not very long. There's very specific attributes of a tailgate beer that you're looking for. Um, The most widely bought, used, purchased, whatever, consumed is Bud Light. Okay? It's not on my top five. I will drink it, I will shotgun it, but it's not my favorite. These next five are my top five favorite. And number five, coming right out of the gates, um, it's not gonna sit well with a lot of Chiefs fans. Um, but my sister and I were drinking this beer long before we knew it was the Bills tailgate beer of choice. We are 50% Canadian. My dad was born in Canada. 
we drink Labatt's Blue. You don't you always Bills find fan? it. See, I, I just explained it. I just... Where were you at? Tori and I drank this beer long before we knew it was the Bills tailgate beer of choice. And it's good. Labatt's Blue is a delicious beer, and it's not too heavy. The I, I None of the heavy beers. There's no wheat beers on this list. Heavy beers do not make my tailgate list. The, the closest one will come in a in, in a couple here, but Labatt's Blue is is one of those that's very, it's nice and it's nice and crisp. It's a good pilsner, and it's not too heavy. We've stopped drinking it since we learned that it's the Bills tailgate beer, but it's still delicious. I love it. You know, you don't really find it very many places around Kansas City, but I, uh, a couple of high bees have had it um, before. But my number four, the shitty thing is you can't usually find this one in cans, but my number four is Kona's Longboard Ale. Um, uh, Big Wave is close too, but the, the Longboard is a little less filling in my opinion. Um, very smooth going down the gullet. Um, it's a it's a good brat wash, wash down, you know, hot dog washer downer, whatever you want to call it, you know. You get that gulp of food that's kind of like slowly going down the throat and you just like slug back your beer. That that Kona Longboard is, is is great for that. Kansas liquor stores do carry 18 packs. In cans? Okay, so I have I haven't seen that around me. I'm usually only seeing like six packs of the of the bottles. Yeah, we've got them. We've got a I get the, I think I have both liquor stores literally on each side of my house both carry 18 pack cans of of the Kona's. That's Big tight. wave and longboards. Yeah. So my number 3 is the heaviest beer on this list. Um it is a mediumly dark lager, but Yingling. Ooh. Yingling just expanded to uh being sold around us uh, previously only on the eastern side of the United States. I think the closest we could find it when we lived in Cape was uh, um, you'd have to get it. You'd have, you'd have to go into Tennessee, like down in Memphis um, when we took trips down there. But I think people like specifically took trips over across the Tennessee border to get, you know, large amounts of England. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's the oldest brewery in America. Um, I mean, they just have a solid lager there. Um, you drink a lot of them, the taste does start to get a little like phlegmy and it starts to wear on you. But those, those first few, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Number two, call it a pussy beer. I don't give a shit. It's super, super light. And that's why it's so high up on this list. Cause I can drink them nonstop. I can drink them fast. I can drink them you know, as long as I wanted to. Michelob Ultras. They're not the best to shotgun because of that skinny can. You know, it's it's annoying to work with. Um, but as far as the longevity of drinking throughout a tailgate, Michelob is definitely, I mean, that's the reason why it was made a beer, you know, low-cal, less filling. That's why it makes a good tailgate beer. Last, and definitely the best, my number one is Bushlight. 
This is the shotgunning beer of choice for me and my sister. So that alone puts it at number one. It's a little bit heavier than a couple of the other suggestions, uh, the couple of the other selections on this list, but that's fine. You know, maybe I'm slightly more bloated when I'm drinking Bush Light versus McUltra, but you can't beat it when it comes to shotgunning beers, so that's why it's number one for me. You can put them down and keep putting them down. Yeah, tailgate beers aren't always going to be the best tasting. You've got to get the ones that taste the best as best you can, but you've got to stay light. You've got to be able to put down quite a few. If you're going to be tailgating for a while and can't be can't make you bloated they can't be super high in alcohol content or you won't you won't even make it into the game <coughs> been there before I've almost been there but um, instead of not making it into the game I just fall asleep in the stands so. that's true <laughs> I, I, I made it into the stadium I remember the parts of the game oh no I remember the game you were talking about you were you were plastered you know how hard it was to try and link up with you in that game? <laughs> uh, somebody was passing around a couple bottles of Jack. We should have abstained. The one thing I hope for this week, though, is Tybo remembers this Jaguars matchup. Yes. He didn't remember the last one. I didn't remember the last one at all. <laughs> I was like, what, onside? What onside kick? <laughs> we, need, we need in-game content. <laughs> Let's keep it. Let's keep it together. Tybo's drunk level. Tybo, you know it's not my specialty. <laughs> well, listen, guys, we do have a little bit of news and an injury report to get into before we discuss what's going to be happening in this game. First off, from Ari Mirov, uh, the Chiefs have designated Clyde Edwards-Alaire to return from the IR. He did practice as of uh, Monday. Monday, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Practiced, ready to go. How are we feeling about Clyde? Uh, good. I don't know how the team's feeling about him because on a recent Instagram post, they had him in the team picture, but whenever they broke it down to the units, he was not in the running back photo. Ha! Maybe he was off seeing the trainer? That's odd. It's really odd. He's in the practice wide squad. receiver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they had some practice squad guys in there. Whatever. I'll tell you how I'm feeling about it. Why the hell is McColl not practicing? I want him back. <laughs> well, we were going to get there, but uh, yeah, our report, <laughs> I don't know, our report necessarily wasn't wrong. But I guess we didn't report it. We don't know. We have some, we have some, yeah, we chill had on that. some, chill on that. <laughs> I mean, we had some early information, but realistically, you never know what happens once initial things go out the window. I mean, it's much like what, it, you know, you've got setbacks and whatever the areas are, and you've got other things that happen. It may be something that's not even involved with what people thought initially. So, I mean, you just, a lot of things can happen in what, two months time, three months time. It was November 6th was, was his last game. So I mean, anything could have happened, whether it was whatever the initial issue was that put him on IR or or anything now. Yeah, and just to uh, circle back, uh, Clyde coming back doesn't impact the running back room anywhere near 
as McColl coming back affects the wide receiver room. Uh, the two we have um, operating while Clyde's been out have been working great for us. Um, and everybody wants to see more of Isaiah Pacheco. So maybe Clyde catches some touchdown passes. I boldly said earlier this year that when he comes back, he's going to be, you know, involved. He's going to, he's going to have some big games again, but I could be just eating those words because now I think we're, we're, we're really better off with the other two. Tybo, I, have you seen who's going to be performing at the halftime? Um, yeah! <laughs> coming coming from Aaron Ladd, he did report that Lil John will be uh, doing the halftime show for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, how, how excited are you to see Lil John? I, dude, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be in the stands at halftime. I might be catching it on the monitors. I'll be listening. Um, but my sister and I do we that's when we adventure that's when we go places what what I'm what I'm sad about no this food. year is that the uh no you got to get food before halftime because that's when everybody goes but uh the the draft room used to be the spot um but it's now like a private club it's not a open it's not a bar that's open to the public anymore but you can still find other places to get drinks um gotcha. Well, it has officially been confirmed by the NFL coming from Adam Schefter. Uh, the five teams that will be playing international games in 2023, it is the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and New England Patriots. Each of those five will play an international game. It's been confirmed that Kansas City will be playing in Germany. Uh, we knew about that earlier on this season. We were supposed to have the German game against Tampa who asked the uh, NFL to not have their home game, home and international game be against the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, so they got it switched to the Seattle Seahawks pansies. But we do know now that one of our uh, home games in the upcoming season will be in Germany. We don't know who we play at this time. We'll figure out uh, closer to next season and into the injury report, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about it earlier. McCole Hardman is out. He didn't practice at all this week. Everybody else is healthy. We've got three players listed. It's Frank Clark, who had the groin injury. Sky Moore, who's still dealing with the hand. And Legereus Sneed, who's still uh, dealing with the hip. But every single player outside of McCole is in. It includes Jody Fortson, Tybo. My guy, <laughs> I does I do know that he has a brace on his elbow. Elbow, right? He's got he's got a brace on. Um, so long term health concerning. Um, Jody Fortson, you're always in my thoughts. I don't know if he'll play, but he's I believe he's activated. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, it seems like pretty much everybody is healthy. They've got. Uh, They've got six designations of questionables and light practice throughout the entire week. It's wide receiver Kendrick Pryor, not really a big deal. You do have wide receiver Jamal Agnew, uh, can make a little bit bigger splash. Uh, long snapper Ross Matisic, offensive lineman Brandon Scherf, offensive lineman Luke Fautner, and their starting quarterback Trevor Lawrence. All light practices throughout the week and listed as questionable for the game. You got to imagine that every single one of those uh, one of those guys is going to play. What's what's the 
what does Trevor Lawrence have? What's he dealing with that's kind of questionable? Uh, Trevor he, Lawrence, go ahead. He's been dealing with a toe injury for the last four or five weeks of the season. He's been on the injury report ever since then. Yep. Well, it's it's uh it's nice to see two playoff teams, regardless of where your <clears throat> allegiances lie. It's nice to see two playoff teams that are healthy um, this time of the year when teams have been playing for so many weeks, it's, it's very common to see that injury list injury list uh, long. Um, and then, you know, we usually have guys with IR uh, with longstanding injuries and that's the worst part of it. But, you know, now there's not going to be any excuses. Uh, oh, we had this guy out or, Oh, we had so many injuries. It wasn't our team. Like the Jaguars are playing us at pretty much full strength. Um, we're going to get their best ball and we're going to see if it's going to be enough, but don't think it is. Yeah, let's jump into that. Cause the last time we played against the Jaguars, uh, we played a really good game, but one of our top receivers, our star receiver went down with concussion and missed, uh, the rest of that game. And the next, I believe maybe one or two, uh, from a hit from, uh, cornerback Cisco, over there in Jacksonville, he actually tried to headhunt two more people, MVS and Travis Kelsey, in that game. Uh, it was reported that Cisco did reach out to Juju uh, and apologize. Um, they've apparently made up everything is good, but how should we expect the offense to operate against a team who's already headhunted them once? Well, Patrick's already come out and said he's got to do better on not leading his receivers into big hits like that. And I believe he's going to be ready to do that. He's going to make the smart plays and be ready to go and keep everybody healthy for us as far as putting them into a bad situation of getting blown up. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think what <clears throat> the players, I believe, are going to be motivated to do is just come out swinging, man. Like, it, it's going to be – Big plays. Like, I, I think it's going to be just like a complete dismantlement. Like, uh, Pat Mahomes usually doesn't need a whole lot of ammo, but you give him any reason to, you know, play better or would play with a chip on his shoulder or try to prove something or prove somebody wrong. You know, that's what he lives for, and that's when he, we get his best football. So expect us – like I said, come out swinging. And when if we have a comfortable lead, if there's, you know, two, three possessions in between us and the Jaguars, expect one of those plays like we pulled in the Raiders game where it feels like we're disrespecting them. Should we expect the Jaguars offense to come out as flat-footed as they did last week against the Chargers and allow the Chiefs a lot of openings earlier early in the game? I think it'd be very reminiscent of the first game wherever they did come out rough in the first half. They did figure some things out, but we will stop them in the first two drives. They won't get more than 15 yards altogether. It'd be really surprising. The Chiefs are notorious for allowing scores on the first and the second drive. Pretty much at, barring a couple games, almost the rest of them exclusively. Uh what what does what would be the factors of not of like of breaking that uh, of not practicing the norm 
just uh, they're hyped up for their first playoff game this year. The Trevor Lawrence saying Arrowhead won't be that loud. It's going to be extremely loud to start the game. And the way he started last week, four interceptions, I see him possibly continuing a lot of turnovers into this week. Call it right now. Who who receives the <clears> ball first? Jags are going to win the coin toss, and they're going to receive. They're going to choose to receive. That's a bold move. Doug, Doug Peterson does like to do that. You know where he comes from. It's true. So they're going to get the ball first, and that's just going to get the stadium rocking. Tybo, I need the content from there. <laughs> Look, you you don't I'm know how much on, this I'm game. I'm not banking on it. The, the, the game flow, the the uh, Jaguars' performance on offense, it, it hinges more upon the level of play we get out of our defense. Because if the defense is playing well like it has in the latter part of the season, Arrowhead is even louder. And Trevor Lawrence now has a, a playoff game in Jacksonville underneath his belt, but he doesn't have an Arrowhead playoff game underneath his belt. He doesn't have that experience. And if the defense is making big plays out there, the crowd that's when the crowd is going to be insane. That's when they're at the peak, at the loudest. That's when you know people can't talk the next day. Finishing up offensively for the Chiefs, what what is it that we should be expecting from Patrick Mahomes, from the run game, from the wide receiver core? Should we be seeing a massive passing day of, of, of you know, 50-plus passes from Patrick Mahomes with a boatload of yards and just go on a scoring outburst? Should we see uh, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid tamper expectations a little bit and actually run the ball, control the game down in the trenches like – we're wanting to do what what should we be seeing out there from the Kansas City Chiefs so if my hypothesis is correct on the way the Andy and the offensive team wants to call these plays this is our this is our first playoff game this season we had the bye there's no film on us last week it's playoff time i think Andy's going to pull some stuff that we haven't seen before I think we're going to be more aggressive than we put on tape this regular season. You know, I think there's going to be stuff that they may have set up during the regular season that they have, they have the looks on, they have the, they know what the defense is going to, um, or how the defense is going to defend them on certain plays. And then they're going to call a slight change that puts somebody wide open. Like they're, they're we're going to see, we're going to see some big plays in this game. And I think, you know, we need to make a statement where, you can't mess with us in the playoffs. The regular season, you know, we we had the best record in the AFC, but there were all these doubters. And, you know, the coaches are not 100% oblivious to everything outside the locker room. Like, there's coaches on the coaching staff that definitely, you know, use that stuff as 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 motivation. Because I know Andy doesn't mess with any of the social media stuff, but – the coaches underneath him, I mean, they know how to get these players, you know, ready for games. Damn, I'm doing it. Go ahead and find me. I called myself out. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'd be surprised not to see us throw the ball, given the way that uh, the Jaguars defense typically plays is off in that Bob Sutton defense. They're going to play off, play soft. No way. Is it Bob Sutton down there? I believe it's Bob Sutton. I could be totally wrong, but I thought it was Bob, Bob Sutton. Sutton cutting back. 
coming back. I think you're totally wrong. I could be totally wrong there. My bad. But that's the type of defense. That is the type of defense that they have played all year where they're playing soft coverage. Um, They only have 35 team sacks. Their highest sack leader is Josh Allen with seven. So they're not really getting. Mike Caldwell. Yeah, Mike Caldwell. I mean that that should have that would have been a bigger story. I feel like if Bob Sutton would have been back to Kansas City for a playoff game. Been. Um, that is they do run a a style of offense that Bob's or defense that Bob Sutton uh, schemes out there. They play the soft coverage. They aren't really getting to the quarterback again. Josh Allen with only seven total uh, sacks, and that's their leader. Um, I, I would expect Patrick Mahomes to be able to drop back and really have all day to be able to throw, especially with how he moves around in the pocket. I would say Patrick Mahomes throws no less than 47 times for near 370 yards. I was I was going to say over 40 at least. Like I at least. Uh, I don't think we're gonna, he's going to throw over is, 40. We're not going to have a 20, <laughs> 20 carry back. We're, we, we we're not going to have 20 carry back, but we're going to score fast and efficiently. We're not going to be dragging drives out over and over again. Pat, so, Pat's like, going to be pushing six, seven yards this game. Yeah, seven, seven to ten drive play or drives. Seven to ten play drives. There we go. <laughs> Pat's Pat's going to he's going to be pushing 400 <laughs> yards. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Oh, Pat Mahomes geez. threw his 70,000th touchdown of our lifetime. <laughs> He's going to have a lot of touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> uh, what defensively should we be expecting from the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm expecting them to get after Trevor Lawrence and make him very uncomfortable, make him move in the pocket, and, of course, to force some fumbles because he loves to fumble the ball. Let's just get this out of the way now. The The upcoming game on Saturday is not versus the Cincinnati Bengals, so expect pressure, as Sean said. I was actually just about to say the same exact thing. The last <laughs> time we played the Jaguars, we ended up with five sacks on the day. Five had ton of pressure. Trevor Lawrence was very uncomfortable for a large portion of the game. I'm going to say it. Chris Jones finally breaks his streak of postseason games without a sack. That's, not only does that's he, a pretty good call there. Not <laughs> only does he break it, that's he demolishes solid. it. Chris Jones ends the day with three and a half sacks. Okay, that's I like that. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence isn't good enough to overcome how good our defensive line has been playing as of late. The offensive line isn't good enough to uh, make up for that lack of skill at the quarterback position. Um, He's like you said, going to be running all over and running away from our outstretched arms and not hitting his receivers. He's not Joe Burrow, obviously. Cause uh, well, I guess, can throw a lot of interceptions and still come back in a game against sorry ass teams. Um, so there's a there's a similarity. Chargers. <clears throat> Pistol. <Pissed for> <laughs> uh 
Uh, is there anything that we should expect to see out of the Jaguars defense? Should we expect to see Cisco out there headhunting again or or maybe somebody else? I mean, should should we be expecting maybe a little bit of bounty gate that's going on? No, not at all. <laughs> they don't have Dr. E down there in Jacksonville, so I think we're good with that. I I mean, ex- expect somebody on their defense to get chippy. Like, they're going to be upset. They're going to get, you know, get made look stupid. Made look stupid. I like get that. made look stupid. I like That's a great English. Grammar. <laughs> Grammar, English, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. English grammar. There you go. What are things that we Impact? shouldn't? <laughs> All right. Where, what, what are things, things what? Uh, that we should not be expecting to see from the Kansas City Chiefs? Mine is the 20 carry running back. All right. Quit piggybacking off of my takes. <laughs> Your bad takes. <laughs> what should we not expect from our defense? From our offense. From our offense. Or, de- or yes, sorry, defense. What what not to expect from our team in general? Yes, in general. Don't expect us to not fumble a punt return. So expect us to fumble a punt return? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't expect special teams have been game. ass. We got young guys in the playoffs. There's a, there's a lot of guys first playoff game. So, ex, you know, don't expect a perfect game. There's going to be some mistakes. But I think overall, the talent level, the motivation level, I tweeted it out maybe a week and a half ago. We have three of the top five best players in football. Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. They're enough to win games. Don't forget our punters in all pro. First team doesn't mean doesn't mean he's one of the best players in football. Shots. You are you gonna are you gonna take a team full of punters to win a game versus a, a team full of defensive ends? I didn't say I was. I was just gonna say <laughs> our punters are still too. like yeah. The best punter is not. The best player in football. Punters are people too, man. Being a dick. Punters are people that get weird surgeries done to their hips so they have more range of motion. Uh, blasphemy. This you is can, philanderous. You can sha- no, you can shave piece like parts of your like hip socket off so that you have a wider range of motion to kick. Yes. Why? Why isn't mm. this more common so that more people can be professional punters? Well, because like it's surgery usually isn't the option you want to go down. Like if you were already good at punting, but you didn't have the like last little bit of range of motion to compete with like the other people, you know, you're that motivated, you know, you get the surgery, but it's not, it's not like it's the preferred first I'm hearing method. Of this. Of- this is weird. Are you serious? First I'm hearing of it. Well, I mean, there's only what, 32 punters at a time. You got anyway, you so. can you can corroborate me. You can you can Google it right now. Do NFL punters get hip surgery to improve their range of motion? 
<laughs> Only in the off season. I mean, I really hope this guy that I was talking to like wasn't blowing smoke up my ass, but like he was a he what was a college hunter. Hmm. So, what kind of party were you at? Uh, we were out at a bar. He didn't get it. That's all right. <laughs> Some look off your face. I swear to God, this is legit. <sighs> I'm. I'll Google it right now. I'll corroborate okay. my own. You, you right. do that. That would be perfect. Yeah, Thank move you. Move on with the show. Thank you Jesus for the bad. Christ. For the for the bad. Bad radio. Uh, Sean, offensively, defensively, what should we not be expecting from this Kansas City Chiefs team? We should not be expecting struggles. By that, I mean we may have some rough moments in the game, but we're not going to struggle for big periods of the game, not consistent drives over and over again. We're going to figure stuff out both offensively and defensively throughout this game. Before we get uh, – let's get to our players to watch. Let's make some calls. I've already called out mine. Chris Jones, obviously going to be a player to watch, but most importantly, because he's going to get those three and a half sacks. Who else should we be watching out for in this game? Offense or defense? Which one? Your call. I got one for both. Go ahead. Defense, George Karloftis. He's going to get at least one and a half sacks in this game. There you go. He's going to have – the best sack celebration he's ever had in this game. He's been improving slowly throughout the year. Why not make it the best one in the playoffs? It's about time for him. Offense, Kadarius Tony. He's finally becoming a big part of our offense, and this is his time to break out. Watch out for him, man. Big game, at least two touchdowns. Uh, Carl Lofty, Mr. Furious, Furious George. We just stealing players out here now. I'm paying attention. Double, doubly watch him because he's a rookie, man. Watch him twice. Both eyes. (laughs) Make sure both of them are glued to him. Okay. Offense, got a player. Ob had a good second half of the season, and if he stays solid, Pat's going to be running less than usual. I mean, he's and he's definitely going to have some challenges, especially with a guy like Josh Allen. Especially, I got one on offense. It's more of a call-out. And he'll never see this, but I want to call him out individually. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS. There's anybody on this Chiefs team who can single-handedly lose us a game in the playoffs when it matters the most to you. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy who goes one for seven, Drops six passes, <laughs> gets up and celebrates because your one catch was 21 yards. All right. 
What if he's been saving it all for the playoffs? I don't get, don't care. Maybe save it for the play. Maybe, maybe just do your job and do it every game. Maybe don't save it. Maybe just get better. Be good. MVS. This is the I'm little wrinkle you. that Andy's putting in our offense. Is he's going to be like, hey, MVS, you're going to catch balls this week. Playoff time. Oh God, if it was just that easy, why wouldn't Andy have asked him to do that the entire season? He's going to sprinkle his Andy dust on him, and it's going to work. Believe it. Because everybody's thinking, oh, look, he drops everything. He's fine. Boom, playoffs. There's a reason his snap percentage has gone down. There's a reason his snap percentage has gone down. There's a reason he was third fiddle in Green Bay. There's a reason that he's third or fourth fiddle in Kansas City. Probably getting more less snaps than Sky Moore now. I think he's yes. like more like a like a fourth chair trombone. <laughs> it's like the disappointment sound every time he drops a pass. Steps foot on the field. Yeah, let's be better, MVS. How about we do that? Let's just <laughs> let's just be better. Run some solid routes. The ball gets thrown to you. <laughs> That's the sound that plays in, in my hands. <laughs> so it's the sound that it's that it's the sound that plays in my head when he steps foot on the field. That's how I feel. That's the Just constantly during the play, like definitely the sound that went through his head when we acquired him in the offseason. I'm looking forward to the offseason in which we get the report MVS. What will be the sound in your head whenever that happens? Uh, Arrowhead being as loud as it was, uh, John Elway, 1990. When I was going to ask the old the crowd to song. find out. That too. Yep. <laughs> that too. That's also the the sound that gets played whenever he drops a ball. All right. Listen, let's get to pick them real quick. The Kansas City Chiefs are at home, supposed to be very cold, rainy earlier in the day, later portion of the game in the evening. It is supposed to snow, Tybo. It's going to be very, very cold. Why? You didn't know this? You're you're going to the game. How do you not know this? No showers. I don't look at the weather ahead of time. Well, brother, you know know what my, my weather app is pretty much? It's the weather ball outside. You know, if it's moving in the wind, it's windy. If it's wet, it's rainy. If it's got white stuff on top of it, it's snowing. Okay? Stop getting all your jokes from Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) God damn shit on my program. (laughs) Program. (laughs) And it's going to be wet. That's it's not gonna be. I can't wear what I wanted to wear. And you can't. I can't. Listen, the Chiefs play the Jaguars, three uh, thirty on Saturday at home. The Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional playoff round are eight and a half point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sean, you won last week. Where are you going? You're the only one who's still in this against uh, Tybo. Four games go down. Third, no matter what. So I can always pick opposite Tabo for every game besides this one. Means uh, we'll see though. Yeah, I gotta go first. Obviously, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. 
I'm going to give them a score of 38 to 23. Way too close to mine. So Chiefs win 42 to 19. Chiefs win 38-24. One point out. Interesting. Interesting scores. Interesting scores. Uh, that Tybo, I believe, would give the Chiefs their f- second win of, ah, excuse me, third win, fourth win. We've had, this would be oh our God. fourth 40-point game. Sorry, I did not realize that we had three 40-point games this season. 44 against the Cardinals. 44 against the 49ers and 41 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's big time. That's big time. Well, make sure that your butts are in seats. Kansas City Chiefs fans, if you are not at the game, if you are at the game, make sure you are standing the whole time or Tybo will find you. I'll find you. You will find if if you're sitting down at the game, Tybo will find you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody sits. All right. Well, all I right. thought you were meant if you're not at the game, I'm going to find you. I don't understand that because I'll be there. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget your washer downers. You know, you're going to be eating a lot of food during the game. Wash it down. Take time to breathe while the food or after the food slides down your gullet. Fabo, please remember this game, hopefully. I will. A little bit okay. of content. A little bit of content, just. I don't know what you. Just want a little bit, me. just a little bit. <laughs> You're asking too much, man. Look at him. I don't get it. I don't. He's broken. He's a broken man. <laughs> Make sure to catch us back uh, next week early, so that uh, we can break down this game for you, and hopefully cheer on the Chiefs as they go into a sixth straight AFC Championship game. Hopefully at home, because screw the Bills, and as always. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.